0: Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbert.
1: And I'm Courtney Brons.
0: And each week, we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, did you ever think about how towns or cities, lakes or streams get their name? Of course, a lot of these places are named after people who've had some sort of influence on the landmark, and some, especially in the Northern Tier, have Native American significance. But some of these landmarks bear names of a different time, a time when the land was more forested and less settled. In Susquehanna County, we have a few landmarks that carry the name Elk. Places like Elk Hill and Elk Lake tell a tale of a different time, when a mighty creature roamed this very county. So today, we're going to take an in-depth look at Elk in Pennsylvania.
1: To start the story, we'll go back to the 1800s, and that's when Eastern Elk once ranged throughout all of Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania's largest elk concentrations were believed to be in the Allegheny Mountains, but when European settlers began arriving and colonizing and exploiting the land, the species began to decline. So the elk, or as the Native Americans called them, the wapitis, were pursued throughout the state and shot on site. So by the mid-1860s, only a few elk still lived in elk and Cameron counties. And the species was completely extirpated from the state by the late 1870s.
0: Yeah, so let's pause for a second and talk about extirpation because it's a, a different word, not used very much these days. Um, and, it, and really, extirpation means um, that while the animal might have been removed from this area it wasn't necessarily removed from the entire united states so places out west still saw elk um, but pennsylvania didn't so i just wanted to reemphasize what that meant in case you weren't familiar with it but now let's take a look at reintroduction of the species and uh, when the game commission was created in 1895 They had the goal of protecting and replenishing low wildlife populations. Then in 1912, the commissioners and agency staff began talking about elk reintroductions in Pennsylvania. And during that time, the federal government was looking to reduce the elk populations out in Jackson Hole. Uh, There's a refuge area there and there's also Yellowstone National Park. They opted to translocate some of the population to Pennsylvania. Then in 1913 Pennsylvania's first shipment of 50 elk arrived by train. Half of the shipment actually went to Clinton County and the other half went to Clearfield County. Once released the elk began to wander in search of food and cover. And within just a few weeks some had traveled more than 40 miles. And in 1915, the Pennsylvania Game Commission purchased 95 more elk from Yellowstone. They were released in Cameron, Blair, Monroe, Forest, Carbon, and Potter counties. So some close by.
1: So by 1923, the population had grown enough that the first bull elk hunt actually took place in Pennsylvania. And only bulls with four or more points on one side were able to be harvested. And during the first season, 23 bulls were harvested. In 1927, just a few years later, 26 bulls were harvested. But by 1930, the bull elk harvest had dropped to just five, and the following year, only one. So the elk were once again restricted to elk and Cameron counties. And from 1930 to 1970, The Pennsylvania Game Commission didn't really do much with the elk herd. The elk continued to remain in the areas of Dent's Run and Hicks Run in Elk County. And by the 1990s, the elk herd was growing significantly again. In 2000, it was estimated that there were 566 elk in the range, and they think the population gains were caused by specialized habitat management, uh, more heightened public awareness of the elk, and deterrent fencing to keep them out of farmers' crops. In 1998, the Game Commission launched a three-year trap and transfer project to remove elk from areas in elk and Cameron counties where they were in conflict with other land uses or posed a threat to the public. During the project, the Game Commission, with assistance from the Department of Conservation of Natural Resources, and the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation trapped and transferred 63 elk from Elk County and put them in Clinton County on Sproul State Forest.
0: I think a lot of people are familiar with the hunting aspect of elk. Uh, There's a lottery going on these days. uh, And people have visited the area out in western Pennsylvania where the elk are right now. So let's talk about the elk hunting in Pennsylvania for just a minute. Now in 2000, the General Assembly and Governor Tom Ridge enacted what they call Act 111. Uh, That created an elk hunting license and fees and the procedures surrounding it to apply for a permit. The PA elk hunt has continued every year since 2000 and on average it draws about 20,000 applicants each year for the tags that are made available. Now in 2003 the agency created a preference system for the draw and under the new system individuals who are not awarded either the antlered or antlerless elk license in that annual drawing will be awarded preference or increased opportunity in the future drawings. A preference point is awarded each year a hunter has applied and not been selected.
1: So I also wanted to talk a little bit about the Keystone Elk Country Alliance and the visitor center they have in Benazette, Pennsylvania. So I actually had the opportunity to intern there in college and it's a really great place to visit and see the elk and really just get to experience the PA Wilds. So the Keystone Elk Country Alliance is a 501c3 wildlife conservation organization that focuses their resources on Pennsylvania's elk herd and the visitor center in Benazette. So their mission is to conserve and enhance Pennsylvania's elk country for future generations. And they accomplish their mission through three priorities, conservation education, habitat stewardship, and permanent land protection. Conservation education is really their number one priority. They accomplish it through programs at the center, participation in outdoor shows, participation in county fairs and other venues. They also have a really cool distance learning program and that allows them to take elk country to schools and other groups that are unable to visit the center for whatever reason. Conservation education staff are able to reach out to classrooms via Skype and they have a traveling elk trunk that they actually ship to the groups in advance and it's packed with things like antlers, um, hides, skulls, other educational materials. So it's definitely a cool program and gives a lot more people the opportunity to experience elk country.
0: So what'd you do as far as your internship, like Um, a specific job?
1: Yeah, I interned in the conservation education department, um, spent a lot of time in the visitor center, you know, talking to people, answering questions. That was probably one of my favorite parts because you got to meet people from everywhere. Um, spent a lot of time doing crowd control during the rut. <laughs> and then I did some different programs and stuff as well. did a tree walk and I used to do the turtle talk. Cool. And like I said, the visitor center sees a lot of people. They actually see upward of 480,000 visitors every year. And a lot of them were from other countries, other states. So people travel a long ways to see the PA elk. It occupies 425 acres of ground. That's excellent for elk viewing. They actually plant food plots and stuff that kind of bring the elk in. They also have a 4D theater. That's a really great way to kind of immerse yourself and the history of the elk and get to know their story. And the center also has three easily accessible trails, a gift shop and an interactive room full of taxidermy mounts and information on the elk and the PA Wilds. They also have a covered wagon tour that's led by horses, takes you out through the fields and you can get pretty up close to the elk.
0: Awesome, sounds like a great time.
1: If you ever get the chance to visit North Central PA, definitely take the time to check out the Benazette area. It has so much to offer. And we'll also post a link to the Visitor Center if anyone is interested in learning more or if anyone wants to participate in their distance learning program.
0: Great. Uh, It's great to hear, you know, your actual interaction with the, the program and the center. Definitely made it real. So thanks for sharing that. Uh, it looks like we do have a couple events we'd like to mention on today's show. Uh, NAPA Rail Trail has their walking Mondays. So every Monday in March at 10 a.m., meet them on the trail. And then they also have the second Saturday's trail yoga, uh, which is this Saturday, March 13th, 10 a.m., meet them on the Uniondale Trailhead. And, um... And for more information or to register, you can email trails at nep.net or you can call their office at 570 679 9300.
1: Well, I guess that does it for today's show. If you have questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570 782 2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, You can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or even make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You have been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze.
0: And I'm Don Hibbard saying... Enjoy the outdoors!